everybody and welcome back to an episode of the bulletproof dental practice podcast peter and i have the distinct pleasure of having dr rod thomas on the podcast with us today um so we were just getting started and figuring out uh all the ways we know each other and uh we have a mutual friend with uh dr andy moreau anyway tell us a little bit about who you are the courses that you do and all that good stuff and feel free to speak in your native british tongue we can all understand <laughs> you as we firmly established sure, sure. <laughs> firstly thank you for having me uh, isn't it a good thing he gave you permission to speak how you normally speak rod right because he could have just used the light you know so like anyway like i'm like totally like here you know hanging out with my american friends i'll i'll build up to a florida accent you know, i appreciate that buddy. i appreciate you doing that um but yeah i guess i went to dental school so we all make mistakes but i am <laughs> and uh, that was back in kind of 2014 I graduated. And then since then, I guess a lot of stuff has happened. And like you said, mutual friends, Andy Miro, and met a lot of really cool, great people along the way. And despite some early bits that I'm sure we'll kind of come on to later, uh, I guess now there's a nice little brand, Sammy Building, that's based around kind of educational, inspirational courses for dentists, all with like this aesthetic umbrella over the top of it all. Um, which was kind of always the plan. So it's nice that it's it's kind of coming together now. Um, I always wanted it to be something a little bit different and international and, you know, get to speak to people like uh, like you guys. So, um, so yeah, that's a very, very brief interlude where I'm sure. Well, let me, let, me be your, let me be your PR person for a second because I, I have you on my Instagram. Um, best young dentist winner consistently from 2016 that's pretty cool all the way through 2022 at a certain point you're gonna have to Wait, relinquish what is the that award? what is best the award? young dentist winner best so young, young dentist. it's qualified as young so i don't know how many years in a row can you win this because you you do well, seem for, yeah, fairly so young I, you seem young so i know i look about 12 so it's very you look young and it's i'm glad we did this on youtube because your hair is spectacular there yeah. there are gray hairs back uh, here okay. i promise um, but yeah, it's, it's a poorly worded award. I'll just start by saying that. And the only person that takes it seriously is probably my mother. So <laughs> every year she is just psyched the, to win that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's anyone under the age of 35, I guess, can apply in the UK and, uh, they do it into regions, which is why if you see some British dentists, like I know you had Simon Shard came on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I think he won it originally. He was like the original winner. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, but I remember being in dental school and seeing someone win it. And I thought, well, if someone else can do it, I want to try. Um, it must be possible. But um, yeah, so I've stopped doing it now. So this is the last year. I'm not going to, I'm not entering anymore. I'm going to take it off social media and put something else. Okay, um, well, it was useful. to be the best somewhat young dentist. I mean, that's a whole other category for you. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. For the best um, not old dentist. Peter, you and I should go into the best old irrelevant dentist of the year. The best middle-aged dentist ever. Or... Yes, exactly. <laughs> go I on, never, real dad. I never self-proclaim it. I think just do simple stuff 
Yeah. Relatively well. So was that a big no? Look, you Craig says you have a lot of followers and stuff like that. I'm guessing it's equal parts patient, equal parts dentist, or most of your followers that of tell me tell me what's the constituents of your following? Yeah, so I would say it's probably like 95% dentists. Okay. Um, and like I've probably only ever had two patients come to me from Instagram. Maybe three. Really? And yeah, that might be kind of geographically. I'm in Wales, so um, it's not it's not kind of the the dream. They don't have Instagram not. in Wales. Yeah, I mean, we've barely got the wheel. It's kind of like China, um, they, they barely got the wheel. Yeah, <laughs> we're working up to electricity. But, right. Um, well, you have a really nice candle power glow in the background, whatever that is. So, thank you. So, do you have your own practice, Rod? Or tell us tell us a little bit about your your come up. In 2014, you graduated, and then and, and where what got you here? And then how did it kind of happen? Okay, yes. I'll, I'll give you a little story. And if it gets boring, just feel free to like cut in at, at any point in time. Um, so yeah, graduated 2014, and I guess um, back in Wales or back in the UK you do this residency year. So it's kind of your foundation year where you go onto the national health service and um, everyone kind of has to go through that little period. But I always knew the kind of dentistry I wanted to do wasn't kind of the health service dentistry. I always wanted to do private or fee service dentistry, but everyone would say the same stuff. Like you can't do private dentistry until you're 35 or maybe 40. You can start kind of starting to these little private bits and I was adamant that I wanted to finish that residency and go straight to private dentistry. And everyone told me it was a mistake or that it wasn't possible, um, which I loved. I loved being told that kind of stuff. Um, and so during that kind of residency year, and Andy and I laugh about this because we both did a similar thing. People came and kind of gave lectures and education days to us. And like my mom was a teacher and that's always kind of what I wanted to do. And, um, people would come along and I would think, God, I would love to be one of these, these guys that are coming in and giving these talks. And so I would secretly, or not that secretly, but I would make lectures for fun. So during that year, I kind of made these 10 lectures that no one knew about. My family were like, what are you doing? Why aren't you going out this weekend like you used to? And I was like, oh, I'm on lecture like number eight. And they'd be like, um, you realize no one's asked you to, to give a talk. And I would say, I'm very well aware of that. Thank you for bringing that up again. But one day someone, someone will, and I'll be really prepared for it. And then at the end of that residency year, the guy that kind of ran the whole thing asked me to come back and, and do a day. So I played it kind of cool. And I said, I've actually, I could do that. And I put all 10 together and started kind of doing these little teaching days that started really small, just in Wales and the UK. And then I managed to get that private job that people said I wouldn't be able to get. And it was just a matter of, creating a clinical portfolio and I would leave work instantly drive to every private practice in like a 50 mile radius of where I lived. And I would just hand drop them off and try and come across as a relatively normal person of society. And then um, managed to get my foot in the door that way. And that kind of started there. And then I kind of always stayed in private practice. I only switched once from the, the first job that I started. So I've been in the same practice now for probably six, seven years. Tell, tell then, us what the practice dynamics is, single doctor or multi-doctor? So when I first started, it was very different. It was kind of two dentists kind of in their 70s and uh, one younger dentist, and he kind of owned it. And um, By younger, he was in the 60s? <laughs> he was in the 60s. No, he was probably, probably about 40. 
um, okay. 45, something like that. And he said, um, they interviewed a lot of people and I'd quit my previous job. And so I was trying to play it cool in the interviews, but I actually was unemployed and making no money at all. And I was like, oh yeah, it'd be great to hear back about the interview. And we had like three rounds of interviews and eventually they said yes. And so I started working there, but it was very old school compared to how it is now. It's changed completely. So now we have specialists in every area and it's probably gone from three surgeries to like 10 because they've expanded next door. So it's Hey Peter, by surgeries, he means operatories. So I just have to keep it. I have oh. to translate for Americans. Okay, sorry. I was actually John. thinking that I yeah, was like, sorry. 10 surgeries. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. No, I'll translate. I'll translate. Thank you. But it's not quite the on the scale. Biscuits are cookies, I think, too. Just, just so you know. <laughs> biscuits are cookies. I, 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 like, I like both biscuits and cookies. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just want to keep. I just have to. It's just important because, you know. What you, so operatory means surgeries. Surgery. Yeah. It's coming back to me now. You guys do call them ops or operatories. It's okay. Ops. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Cause I did, when you had 10 surgeries, it's like, Oh damn, you must've had a bad car accident or something, you know, into <laughs> yeah. Americans. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of expanded now and it's great. I'm just an associate there. So I don't, I don't own it or anything like that. We did a podcast called I'm just an associate, by the way. There's oh, no shame well, in that. Greg it's doesn't good. like it when people say that. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm just a dentist. I'm just an associate. No, it's good. I'm confidently an associate, I guess. That's what I um, want to hear. There we go. Well, uh, you're the you're the youngest best dentist four times in a year in a in a row. Like <laughs> you got that swagger. That's for shit short. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. And you know, and and Craig, uh Simon, he was the he was the previous winner of this. I think he had won in a different geography. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't I don't know. Look like Rod, like good-looking guy. Like I think they just give it to good-looking, good-looking guys. <laughs> well, they probably have some good-looking girls there. I'm googling best dentist uh, UK see. right now. I want to Rod. see these. Yeah, they do indeed. Anyway, um, sorry. I, so, I but then you started like the, the what really got me like thinking, and what, what really had me wanting to meet with you is this amazing course that you that you're teaching you know um and i don't mm. want to mess it up but what lit me up i know you teach many courses but the direct resin course you, you're still you have that correct i just want to make sure yeah, that's, the, that's the flagship right there. yeah i just love that i think that's mm. so cool that, um, that we're having um you know that you're doing you. that um it ran at nova a couple of years ago just before covid so i was in florida if i'd known you guys back then i mean would have would have come straight over. What, which made I love you, what, what made you get into, what made you decide A, that was a passion and B, that was a niche you wanted to get into? I think, you know, I always thought I was going to be like a max fax surgeon. That was kind of when I went into dental a school. A what? Oh, I like a, like a oral surgeon? Yeah, maxillofacial. Okay. I never I heard Max Facts. I like that. If, if that. no other reason, Rod, this is so cool to get a, de a British <laughs> dental jargon. If you are a dentist in the UK and you've been listening to us, please comment <laughs> below. And we are so we were going to do this now. Surgeries, operatory surgeries, Max, Max Facts. Facts. I like it. I yeah. like it. And then uh, there's rugby ball bear that you guys call the football bear. Yes, uh, of course. It's a rugby ball bear. So it all comes out on these courses. No from way. Yeah, but it's true. It's not a football-shaped burr. It seems like a clunky name, rugby ball burr. No, it's just an RBB. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> knows that, Pete. Pass me the RBB. You football burrs are really <laughs> Yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> you um, dealt with RBB? 
<laughs> for singulum reductions, it's amazing. But let's listen. We gotta get serious here. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm enjoying it. I've got a whole list. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought that was what I was gonna do, and then it kind of got to. I mean, this was like 20, 2009, 2010. A lot of great TV series came out at that point in time, like Prison Break, for example. So I missed all of the oral surgery tutorials and all that kind of stuff. Um, I wasn't the most diligent dental student, I don't think, in those early years. So when we first came to take out a tooth, I was unlucky. I was in the first group. And I tried to get out of it and say, you know, I was sick. I didn't manage to go to all the tutorials. I'll just watch today. They're like, no, you got to do it. You got to get in there. And it was just myself, no assistant, and just this guy in the chair taking out a molar tooth. So I, I got him numb, and I was like, that's a great start. Um, that ID block worked. And then I told him, I just got to go to the bathroom. And I kind of YouTubed two or three videos of people oh, taking God. out teeth. And I went back in there and kind of put this 45-minute show together. And the tooth eventually came out, but I, I ended up with PTSD, I think, from the whole thing. Oh, and wow. I realized... Yeah, oral surgery wasn't for me. But then we, that led on to kind of... We well, it might be. You've just got your training on YouTube. So that probably was, <laughs> was factor number one. Yeah, I went to play tennis with a very well-renowned, well <laughs> world-renowned tennis player. In the middle of the first set, I went off and watched the YouTube video and then decided, <laughs> that's awesome. It's good to admit these things, you know. No, like, of course. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that kind of killed killed the love for me a little bit. But then we got to do wax ups eventually, I guess, third or fourth year. And I instantly was like, I love this because I hadn't really found anything that really excited or engaged me too much. And we started waxing his teeth up and I was like, oh, shit, this is like sculpture all over again. I feel like I'm doing art. And so that was kind of my passion before dentistry. I wanted to be an artist, but with some parental advice, they thought maybe this was a more stable career path. My sister said, you know, I think you'd love it and you can kind of make it as creative as you want. But I kind of forgot about all of what she said in those first few years. And so once I found that, it wasn't long before we started doing composites or composite, as, as you guys like to say. And then um, that was like another level then. So that was just a game changer. And I became, I would say, probably unhealthily obsessed into reading and watching everything I could from Wales about composite resin while at dental school. And I I would just watch stuff on repeat. So I'd see these buddy mocker videos. Wales? You said you were obsessed of watching stuff from Wales? Or yeah, in I mean, Wales? I'd, yeah, I'd just get home from dental school and I would spend my evening literally... Oh, while while you were in that, Wales. That you weren't looking at like Brazilian or American... Yeah, that's the way I heard it too. I heard it that <laughs> yeah. you're only interested in Welsh in the Wales, dentistry. Wales cosmetic dentistry. That that's would what be I very limited material. Right that's what there. I heard, by the way. So I'm glad you, I'm like, wow, he wants to get geographically specific with techniques. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, like, hey, there's a great guy in Brazil. No, no, because no. for a while there, you know, in, in the UK, it was uh, cosmetics and, and cosmetic dentistry and, and the UK were diametrically opposed. Yeah, yeah, true. You guys kind of, you led the way. Right. That's what I'm saying. Ways. So when you were saying, hey, like I dug into everything I could find in, in Wales composites, but that's not what you that's not what you meant. You were just saying you became obsessed learning all the things about yeah. composites. I guess so. Within the limited geographical region of Wales. And then um yeah, that meant I came across kind of Newton Fall, Buddy Mopper, all these kind of great names. I would watch what they were doing just on repeat, literally for hours. It was weird. I would just do that and I would want to know how they were moving the flat plastic and how thick all their layers were. And then um, 
I just kind of felt like that would be the easiest thing to at that stage and probably for a lot of people graduating something you could kind of get pretty adept at relatively quickly and then it kind of branched out into the whole umbrella of aesthetics I guess and so that's kind of where the passion started it was kind of I would start to see it as like an art studio and then instead of paint it was kind of resin and I I kind of loved it from there I just loved making all these things and then these little transient artworks, I guess. And then I really wanted to show other people some little bits I kind of made up myself about how to do it. And yeah, it kind of kicked off from there, I guess. So, so what's your, what's your vision? Is the, is it through practice or through, through the courses? Like what is your, what's your, what's driving you right now? Good, good questions. Loving these questions. I feel like we're talking about me too much, but I'll go. Well, you're the guest. Yeah, this is Peter and I guys. have been known to ignore guests and completely go off direction. So you could have been the guest listener, Rod, yeah. and just had to listen to us just banter weird weirdness back and forth to each other. Feel free at any point. We might do that. Oh, no, we've done that. It's pot. The pot's not over yet, so just <laughs> hold tight. So what was the what was the question again? Sorry, I don't want <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> can't make this up no i'm just uh i was saying like what's fueling you is it the um, that was it that yeah was is it. it more the lecturing or is it more the private practice stuff like what's yeah. what's getting you where where do you see dr thomas's future going sure so i st when i first started i was working six days a week and three of those days were eight till eight and so it was like just all dentistry um and then i realized that wasn't sustainable long term and I really wanted to branch out more into that stuff. So now it's kind of tapered down every year. So now it's kind of two or three clinical days, usually three. Um, I've got a little little gig I do with Cosmodent, I guess, as well. And then the rest of my time is purely devoted towards... What's the gig with Cosmodent? What is Cosmodent? Is that um, a manufacturer, correct? Um, yes, they make resins. Um, resin. They make a, a good, like, microfill. Not microfill. Is it, like, what's the... Uh... It's yeah, like been the standard forever and ever in cosmetic yeah, interior composites. I think like seventy percent of AACD cases use. Yes. Cosmetic. What's it called? The accreditation uh, cases, right? Yeah, Cosmodent. Yeah. They're based no, in I Chicago. What's the, pro what's the product though? Oh, it's they got a Cosmodent. whole world of products. Renamel composite, but there's oh, Renamel. Yeah, Renamel. That's what yeah, it is. That's what it was. Okay, got it. So, yeah. part of my lack of understanding about you know AACD, AACD cases, but you're talking about. Um, getting accredited for direct um, composite veneers, correct? Is that what we're talking about? No, you. it's one of the five case types. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right? And oh, one is pick. a direct bonding case. One is an eight-unit veneer case. One is a tooth replacement case. Like, so... I always forget, Peter, you're like an AACD guy, not. right? Yeah, well... You know, Aren't yeah. you accredited? Weren't back in you, the day, back in the day, you, Craig. Talk to me. Let's, anyway, let's talk. Anyway, no, Rod. No, weren't Rod, you, though? Weren't, weren't you an AACD guy? <laughs> I was. Yeah, it's a big deal, man. Be proud of that. Yeah. Um, Rod, so so yeah, what is what is Cosmodent have you doing? Is is um, Buddy Mopper still around, by the way? He is, he's going strong. I think he ran a no course um, the other week. Um that's amazing. Going. Yeah, he's he was just a an he's an OG and like man, he's been around for a long time. I think the first ACD I went to was like 2016, and I saw him teaching then. And I was, uh, I was the first one I went to was 20, 2001. He was teaching then. Yeah. The guy's a pioneer and a legend for sure. Um, 
great guy. And they're a great team as well. Like such a good family company. Best people I've actually ever worked with. I can honestly say that they're, uh, they're amazing. That's awesome. um, so yeah, I just kind of come up with um, educational videos, I guess you could say. That's what I, that's what I make for Cosmodent. For um, Cosmodent? You do yeah. training, you do training videos on behalf of them. Yeah. Right. Amongst other kind of little bits and pieces, but um, yeah, it's, I've been doing that for like the last year or so now. And that's, that's pretty good cool. fun. I'll be flying out there in two weeks or so running a so, course with them. So where do you see the future of, I've seen some really cool stuff coming up. Actually, uh, Craig, I'll tell you who does some really cool stuff in, in Utah. I know. Is Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, I know one of my docs so, is going through his course. The technology. Look, it used to be funny when you, when someone was like, "Hey, I, I want a durable anterior, re, you know, case. I want you to redesign my smile." You'd be like, "Well, I can do some composite, but it's more than likely going to chip in time or look bad." The technology yeah. has come so far with obviously being, you know, the hybrids and microfills and and all the things that it, it it's it's becoming almost. Um, I, how well, it's compelling. This? It's compelling now. Yes, it used to be yes. pretty binary. If you wanted you, something Greg. pretty, you had to go porcelain. No, now it wasn't. No, composite was always pretty. Well, just, I mean, if you want something durable and long lasting. Right. But I mean, yeah, yeah, for me, when I see these cases, you know, Marshall Hansen and um, uh, uh, Jordan Davis and one right. of my doctors, Dr. Liesel, is doing it, it is just bonkers Amazing. What it's bonkers and i mean mm -hmm. then you don't have to take away your tooth structure and if something does chip you could just easily bond back on i mean it's not a question of if it's going to be better it's probably a, you know or when it's an if i think rod are you into so indirect at all or is, is mainly is your course mainly on just direct manipulation of composites onto teeth you right direct mm -hmm. veneers i mean like clinically I'd say I'd probably do more indirect, actually. Um, indirect but, resin or indirect composite? I mean, I'm sorry, um, indirect I mean, resin like, or indirect composite? I mean, like indirect ceramic is probably what right. I do more okay. Okay. clinically. But the, the resin courses, yeah, that's just all pure direct resin. And then... Um, Why do you do clinically more indirect porcelain, uh, not direct resin? I think for me, is just because where, <laughs> where my practice is, I'm treating mostly farmers and criminals no i'm joking they're, but they're mostly kind of an older an older crowd so a lot of the time it's kind of 60 and above for the kind of patients that i'm getting and sometimes when they're coming in for makeovers and we'll talk about kind of pros and cons of both materials more often than not they're kind of at that stage where they're like i just want to have it done now and something that's just not gonna have maintenance involved or anything like that and are you thinking you're are you dealing with an older demographic is that what i'm hearing you say as well maybe one yeah saying older right? farmers yeah yeah i pretty much see i'd say like last year five people well, that is were, that challenging for you to be teaching something and saying guys here here and then to be applying not as much as you'd like to in your in your per in your career life um no i don't think so i kind of practice okay yeah i guess all the previous years even though you might you could say oh, it can't be that many because i look 12 has been um it's been kind of very resin heavy so i've um done a lot and a lot of resin it was pretty much just like all resin for for a really long period of time and then i think naturally you know a lot of those hand skills and bits like that kind of follow in nicely to indirect stuff as well and understanding talking to a technician better because of 
you've gone through layering and you've seen mistakes and seen those 3D elements of how much tooth space you might need and light and shade and color. And so it was useful to have that as like a base to then go on to do some of the more indirect stuff and ceramic bits and pieces. But now I think it's just kind of a blend and it's um, what's going to be right for that patient at that stage in their life, I guess. But I... Are you into 3D scanning and things like, and digital printing at all? Yeah. 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 Uh, pretty much, pretty much most ceramic cases that we do will probably go digital. Some of the really minimal veneers, I'll still go kind of analog with the, that kind of stuff. But um, right. yeah. You, mean you, you go digital, meaning you 3D scan and then you mill them? Yeah. So I'll, um, well, I won't mill the restorations. My, self or in practice so we haven't got the ceric or the prime scan but um we're using itero i'd like to get a three shape but we're using itero um right now and i send that off to the technician and he will you well initially i would send him the analog and the digital option i tell him you know pick what's best and then we found you know depending on how much structure i was removing that most of the time digital was actually kind of going to work really well and from that he'll go ahead and get it printed off and then make his restorations from there. And depending which technician, some of them will mill kind of that little inner coping and then they'll build on top of that. And some of them will just go. Have you stuff. seen some of the products, Craig, and this goes to you, um, the, the products that are coming out from a, a print resin? Yeah, there's I composite. Have. There's composite. They're 50% they're porcelain proof. They're now approved for uh, indirect restorations. And in my opinion, it's going to categorically oh, change shit. the profession holy shit i know right? because they, now you talk about everything. the thinness of what you're talking about craig from a cosmetic you know you talk about you know if you're not aware of this wave coming um where let me pause for a second i think there are inflection points in technology where yes we've had cad cam for a while yes we've had in-house millers but you start talking about being able to 3d design and 3d digitally print something in your office not in a wet lab or milled scenario it's going to be a game changer. It's an inflection well, I mean, point the, for dentistry. The milling, the milling was a game changer too. It's just a barrier. Yeah, but entry. not practical, Craig, for most offices to get in right, there. And honestly, right. I can speak for someone who's had two millers in my office and the quality, maybe it was just by head bunk machines, was not there. Was not when, there. When, yeah, when did you evaluate Yeah, this is early on. Okay, so 2000. Eight maybe was oh, the yeah, first yeah, one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then 2014, yeah. we tried my again. Motorola StarTac in 2008. By the mm -hmm. way, that flip yeah. phone. All right. Just, well, twice bitten, not going back. No, I know, but but yes, to your point though, um, I was just making light. The printing technology is a game changer because of its application and ease of application, and the resins are phenomenal. Because I think for dental materials, we went with like you know tensile strength and ignored like flexural strength totally and t, t like we're like oh zirconia it's amazing and drive so over it it's stronger it's than so the tooth. strong yeah <laughs> it is stronger than the tooth but you know when god makes teeth like strong and flex flexible right and i think the resins that i'm seeing and again i'm i'm way over my head having this conversation but I'll, i'm happy i'm happy to keep going it just to me, it has the flexural strength that mimics tooth structure and the adaptation. My lab just gave me an, a printed inlay. Holy shit. Couldn't get it out. Like it was just like. So, Craig, the only reason I'm bringing this up, and actually, it's apropos for where we are today. I'm literally in 15 minutes. You know, one of my associates, who's hands down like one of the most advanced digital dentists I've ever seen, coming over to talk about a building in this headquarters, a, just a digital lab. 
right, oh, with yeah, all of our it. printers and going going full steam into what we were just kind of talking about. Yeah, we're so, doing the same. I'm doing two thousand awesome. square foot lab now. That's Did you amazing. know that, Peter? My new building. Uh, I'm I knew doing, you were yeah. expanding, but I didn't. Yeah, but See, the Rod, this is the part where you just have to listen. By the way, yeah, no, I'm you loving can... that. I'm learning yeah. a lot. I want to come and come to Florida. I want to see this lab. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're expanding it by four times and, but I, I, it's going to be cool. This next, um, this next run, we just bought the photogametry scanner too. We just bought the pick no scanner. Way. Yeah. We just bought it. So we're number 44 on the list. So I think they started shipment already. So we got the brand, brand new pick scanner. It's like ordering a Tesla. Yeah. It it's is. about the same price too as a model Y I think. <laughs> no, it's How much the is a model like Y? Like a plaid. <laughs> just what, what's a plaid? Plaid's like the the one that's like the it goes zero sixty in one second or something ridiculous. It's, it's how much like, is the Model Y Tesla, by the way? They're not that bad. Oh no, this yeah seventy grand ish. Yeah, uh, yeah seventy thousand dollars probably. Yeah, I think the Pick Scanner is um like fifty forty something. Hmm. Forty five fifty. Who knows? Just a rounding error at this point, right? Who knows? Wow, I I'm do kidding. love. I'm the kidding. Um, I saw some of those videos when I was just stalking through your social medias um, inside the practice and yeah, really cool, really cool art and open yeah. space. Yeah. yeah, man. We, we are advocates of the, of the patient experience. That's for yeah, sure. We just finished the podcast right before you were talking about marketing, understanding your marketing is partly just your brand. You know, people don't mm -hmm. think, unfortunately, Dennis don't think it matters. Technology facility teams, it matters so much, especially in the US, I can't speak to how dentistry is in the UK, but it's just, it's become so, there's a lot of really neat offices that are springing up all in urban areas that are really slick, like book mm -hmm. your appointments and, you know, mm -hmm. online. And it's just, it's just forcing all of us American dentists to really level up. I'm sure it's coming, you know, uh, to you guys as well, I'm sure. And in, in the, yeah, the yeah. dense city centers, it's there already in London. As soon as you guys get Instagram, it's gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they got to get power first because oh, um, well. power first, Instagram power, second. then light, then running water, then Instagram. But I'm sure they have good beer. It's pretty so much, what do yeah. you as a young as a younger dentist, young and yep. best dentist, what are you most excited about right now, Rod? On like a personal level or as like no. a, a profession a, profession. Um, well, but I'd like to know personal too. If you know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I don't really. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I think the digital bits that you guys were talking about, if you see how much it's changed just in the last, since I graduated, since 2014, has been pretty mega. And so yeah. another 10 years of that would be a whole, whole world of stuff I imagine we'll be able to do. I mean, I can see stuff that other people are doing where it's fully digitally led in terms of, you know, the 3D scans, they're doing all the digital face bows and all this really interesting looking yeah. stuff and taking it from start to finish, knowing exactly where it was going to go from the beginning. I kind of always like some of the kind of master ceramist touch or the hand touch stuff personally. Yes, Cause you're the artist, um, right? And that there's, that's where the artistry, do you believe, do you believe that that will be affected by this next inflection point of technology? I think it'll always be there. I think you'll always, a bit like in anything, like you could still go and buy beautiful handmade. I disagree. Furniture. I disagree too. I think they're all gone. You know, you for really? those, yeah. So well, I see the, the, the hand touched ceramist disappearing. Mm -hmm. They don't exist anymore. 
it's just the, even like the, a hybrid where maybe the technology does 80 percent, but then you have someone come in and i think the technology gets pretty automated and then the artistry is done by it will probably be a finishing thing. tech right and that's where the, no that's it's not a tech it. it's probably an assistant that goes to a course and learns how to stain and glaze uh, you know i'd hate to opinion. say that 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 is that that in technology is going to uh, dematerialize that industry show me the u.s tell me where are the u.s ceramic technicians where are they where are they right now? like what do you mean? McLaren. i'm sorry <laughs> the first one i could think of was edward mclaren and how old is edward i don't know oh he's a dentist too though he's a dentist, he dentist too. too yeah you can't okay no, tell tell me just an iconic um u.s you know american dental technician that's still relevant and practicing So what I'm trying to say is that the reason it's it's the economics of U.S. Dental Lab, hmm. whereas they would be paid three hundred dollars for that one veneer, they could mill out a puck of zirconia at eighty nine or ninety nine dollars a unit and do twenty of them so much faster. So the economics have driven it. So we have to now, when we're looking for that old world artistry, we have to look to second and third world countries. The best technicians are Brazilian, and they, they will move from Brazil. To, to America because of a better life. It's not because they have other opportunities. So there's there's economic forces at work that I think destroy this artistic profession that we've all come to love. I, I think the economics destroy it. The technology, I mean. Have you, have you guys heard of, have, have you got, speaking of this, have you heard of, so you talked about digital artists, Craig. Right? Yeah. Have you, ever, have you heard of this thing called DALL-E? D-A-L-L-E? No, I've heard of Wally. I love that. No, movie. it's not Wally. So, <laughs> so Dolly is a, it's basically an AI platform that you type in, show me a picture of bulletproof Craig and Pete on top of a mountain. And it'll give you back a beautiful, beautiful sketch of this, of whatever. Maybe that wasn't the best analogy. Give me, give me a, I like you type in there, give me, give me a, a, a mushroom eating a strawberry or something, right? And it'll give you back all these renderings of these beautiful, unique art done by AI. Yeah, it's all I which used to have to be. So where I'm going with that is it's being dematerialized, digitized into a and it's and it's being disrupted by AI. Um, yeah. There's actually term papers that can be written now by this technology called GPT three. Same kind of thing. It's using big data, and you know, like on your Gmail, you have that Grammarly. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you have that on yours? You yeah, have I have it on mine. Yeah. 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 So guess what that is doing? That is taking data that we are typing in our emails and aggregating it to to big computers that then allows this GPT-3 to say, hey, make me a term paper on, you know, the science of computers or something like that. And it spits you out a paper and content like that. So now you can produce content for your blogs and stuff like in dentistry. And they're pretty good, believe it or not. Like they are uniquely done because they've been trained by people's emails and our, you know, our verbose and our, and our punctuation and all that stuff they've been training. And they just have this massive subset of data. So when I see things like this, Craig, I'm only, I'm only reinforcing your thing about, you know, artistry potentially getting disrupted by technology and AI is we're seeing it live where digital artists are now being, you know, where you have to say like, Hey, I really want this picture of someone from my website to look like this. And you tell an artist what you're looking for and they, they get in, they get in Adobe Photoshop and they make you some sketches of stuff. And they're like, here you go. That'd be $300. Mm -hmm. 
uh, wasn't really exactly what I wanted, but like, okay. Right. And, and now to be able to do it as a service for free or for pennies is crazy. And to have them spit out like that is crazy. Same thing with that GPT-3 yeah. technology. I think dentistry would be better served if patients had templated teeth to choose from models you know, patients, it's the paradox of choice, like the artist interpretation, the dentist interpretation of what your temporary should look like, then the patient's feedback, and then the artistic interpretation of the lab screws everything up. Patient agrees to their temporaries, they love it. Then the tech wants to get fancy. So if patients could just like with a digital synth, uh, um, a digital preview, say, I want the model A in color this mm -hmm. and then print and then show them a video with, you know, sophisticated or, and then almost like live type, like putting in color yeah. like, like this. And, and yeah, that's here, it, Doc, right go here. home with those right. five print, videos or each that. two minutes each. Yeah, and yeah, tell yeah. me what style you like. Do you like the, you know, Luxor? Or do you like the, you know, the this style? And then what color? And then show them all that and take the guesswork out. And now you've just disrupted the technician entirely. Well, but to be able to do that in such a small footprint, meaning most dentists have the scanners, right? We've already kind of taken that as we've adopted that as being better technology than PBS, right? right. It's now it's now right. past that inflection point of being better. It's more right. accurate. Okay, so now if you're only if the only other piece of equipment that you need to put in your arsenal, your armamentarium, is a digital printer that can potentially put in resins, is that not a game changer? When you tell me I had to put in a miller and get a ceramist and all this other stuff, I ain't doing all that. I ain't doing all that. I'm still. But imagine, imagine though, if the patient understands what they're getting and just through software, not even not even hardware, but software has the ability to have a 3D movie of themselves with three different yeah, models and colors of teeth. Now it using, doesn't matter where the fuck the printer using is. Using Instagram filter, putting using right. an Instagram filter to put their teeth, their new and, teeth inside yeah, their face, and then and then show it, and then they agree to it. There's just too much choice in dentistry. I kind of like them squarish, tapered. I don't, you know, there's too many choices. People really just probably need 10 or 12 sets of templated teeth, male and female, and then length could be determined, and then everything else is the same. God doesn't make that many variations of teeth. We offer them too many variations. And part of the reason why patients get pissed off is because a lab technician doesn't make the teeth look real enough. So I just think that to, to come full circle, I think that the dental lab industry has no more talented hand-painted technicians within 10 years none i mean there might be the same guy that you pointed to the italian shoemaker that practices in rural italy that charges you a thousand dollars for shoes but that's not practical you, you and i are not getting our shoes there yeah i think i had just upset peter by the way he just walked off he couldn't he couldn't take the heat anymore um i think he got it, too angry for him probably angry. something like that will evolve probably i reckon pretty soon as well within the next under five years but i will always want it to be dentally driven which is kind of against everything that you just said craig but i kind of want my input into the whole thing designing it and suiting it sometimes i think patients don't quite know what they want and or they want the wrong thing but yeah but, yeah. but if it's what they want it's not wrong that's what they want i mean who would ever thought that people would uh patients would want to order their uh, orthodontics online um, I never thought they would, right? but they sure did. That's what I was just that's what I was just thinking as an example, Craig. Like Yeah, so our opinions are obviously wrong about what the consumer wants. We should um, have thought of that. We should have done this years I'm ago. I'm actually seeing I'm actually seeing that technology. I actually saw speaking of not to bring up Instagram again, 
but I'm actually seeing that technology on like snap on smiles at home, right? Where people are doing that same Invisalign model, Craig, they're taking their own PDS impressions at home. Yeah. And mm -hmm. now they're getting beneath to your point, pick from a template, we'll print you these veneers and send yeah. them back to you. So they're totally yeah. disrupting the clinical side of dentistry, not to mention yeah. the lab side. We're, we're skipping two people. Yeah, I know. So yeah. anyway, um, it's a very interesting. Rod, that was before. awesome. I appreciate you taking the time with us, man. It's uh, it's good. Do you have anything else in closing or, or I well, how do we get in touch with you and how do how do people that want to learn how to do Welsh direct veneers come? Um, <laughs> to, to sure. get you? So the the art of dentistry um, courses is kind of what it's called. So you can find it through my own Instagram through Dr. Roger Thomas. Do you have a website and, as well or no? Yes, there's a website. You can book your tickets on what, there. What is the website? Artofdentistrycourses.com. Artofdentistrycourses.com. We will put that in the show notes. Lovely show stuff. Notes. And, awesome. Um, I hope to meet you in person one day, bud, and hope you can come maybe to the next summit and uh, or something you know, next time you're on this yeah, side of the pond, as we say. I think Andy and I are planning a course <laughs> in Florida next year, so we'll be around. I want to come. Place. Yeah, just tell me, tell me when, and I, I promise I won't suck up as much oxygen as I did uh, today. Yeah, just... That is, hey, just so you know, Rod, that is fake news. He will suck up all the oxygen. He tells you he won't, but he'll suck it up. <laughs> fake news. I much prefer right. the American energy on a course. By the way, it's uh, it's great. Oh, I'll bring it. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for thanks your time again. tonight. Hmm? No worries. Thanks so much, guys. I'll, uh, Thank you, Rod. We'll, we'll see everyone next time on the Bulletproof Dental Pod. Over now. See you guys. Bye.